1: Hey, this is episode 155 of 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick.
0: I'm Joel.
2: And I'm Josh. And hanging out with me is like being roasted all the time. You just have to pretend I'm honoring you. That's really true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing my whole perspective. <laughs> uh, sometimes the truth hurts. Jo- Josh's
3: uh, <laughs> your little motto is, we only roast the ones around us. <laughs>
1: The ones in earshot. So, yeah. So, we are doing a roast show, which I think was a uh, a listener suggestion, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Maybellina. Maybellina. Uh, Maybellina mm-hmm.
1: Which kind of brings up a question. Does Maybellina really love roasts, then?
0: She does. Nice.
1: Yeah, with the potatoes and carrots and... Mm, oh, yeah. Mm, mm,
0: roast. At, like,
1: 275 for three hours, so it cooks real slow.
0: Boom. Mm. Roasted.
1: Now I'm hungry. Maybellina roast. Mm. Okay. You uh, went you went down a weird road again.
2: You made Welcome. it Weird. I'm sorry. (laughs) Hey, Josh, you you know, if you'd like to make it weird, you know where you can go? (laughs) To Scott the Pool Boy. Pat's house? Uh, Come to my
3: house if you'd like to make it weird.
2: (laughs) I was thinking the podcast collective, where you can find such weird and geeky shows as the Bad Parenting Podcast. On the Block. No Hope for Humanity. The Coffin' Joe cast. Joel's Own the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour. Dating Baggage. The Internet. with Scott the Pool Boy. I Am Salt Lake. Minton Boxcast. Tales from the Hard Side, The Dog and Deuce Show, The Empty Rant Podcast, and The Rad Dad Radio Hour. You know, I've been so focused on The Rad Dad Day-D-O-
1: Day-D-O? Radio Hour <laughs> Day-D-O. Day-D-O-Hour <laughs> Day-D-O-Hour, that I never noticed a Dog and Deuce Show. What? What the hell is The Dog and Deuce Show about?
2: Oh, we we even have hyperlinks in our oh, show.
1: Oh, it's a sports talk show!
2: Ah, like the left field sports, sports lounge. lounge. <laughs>
1: Uh, so you know what if you want a dog a deuce (laughs) at one point i i don't know what that means um on saturdays you can find us on geek life radio at noon and uh listen to our shows then
3: the dog and douche show is the sister show to the chicken and
1: the douche oh god that's a callback (laughs) he's a chicken and he's a douche it's chicken and the douche. That would be a terrible show. Um, Speaking of terrible shows... What's, what's the shows... sound effect for a douche? Alright, I'm sorry I asked. Never mind. <laughs> speaking of terrible, uh, if you want to catch some of our earlier stuff, you can find it on uh, <laughs> iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and TalkShoe. And uh, every week I am uploading one of the older shows that is still not there. So now we are on to the next show that's going to be uploaded... Uh, probably right about the same time as this one, will be the uh, Sexy Michael Caine Italian
2: Job Show. Yeah, I didn't realize the Italian Job was that early of, a, of a, one of our shows. I know. It doesn't seem that long ago, does it? Right? So, But,
1: um, yeah. So uh, if you want to find our old stuff, like I said, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and TalkShoe. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, it's 708 now wrap. That's 708-669-9727.
2: We're a little light on listener feedback uh, this week, so oh. I think we're going to directly into about that time. Is it about that time? <laughs> I must be. This week
0: in music, movies, and tea.
2: All so right. we're doing something a little different this week, aren't we, Mike?
1: Yeah, we're shuffling it up a little bit. Um Everyone's taking a section. Joel uh, is taking music because mm-hmm. Joel is the music guy. Josh has got movies, which movies, movies is what I wrote up there. Not <laughs> movies
2: and because Josh. movies. Movies. <laughs>
1: TV is me. And uh, Patrick is the sports guy. So, uh, Joel, tell us a little bit about music.
0: All right. Uh, so our... Week this week is October thirty first, nineteen seventy four. The premiere of the Dean Martin Celebrity Roast. The number one song in the land was "Then Came You" by Dionne Warwick and the Spinners, followed by Stevie Wonder's "You Haven't Done Nothing" and Bachman Turner Overdrive's "You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet." No, no, baby, songs. you good ain't song. seen nothing yet.
1: Those are three good songs.
0: That's before Dionne Warwick was uh psychic, right?
1: Yes, yes. Much well, she didn't
3: know she it. Did, yet. She didn't see the collapse of her career coming until later. <laughs>
0: Speaking of which, she was on one of the roasts I watched. She was cute back then. Um, uh, Cornell Irel Hayes Jr. was born on November 2nd in St. Louis, Missouri, the armpit of America, and later grew to fame I'm sorry, I'm calling death. Oh, oh, we will find out. And later grew to fame as Nelly, a rapper, singer, songwriter, entrepreneur, and actor. Not dead. (laughs) And questionable at acting. Nelly began his solo career in 2000 with his debut album, Country Grammar. The album debuted at number three and went on to peak at number one, being his best-selling album to date, selling over 8.4 million copies in the U.S. His following album, Nellyville, produced his number one hits, It's Getting Hot in Here and Dilemma, featuring Kelly Rowland, who is not Dionne Warwick. Nelly won Grammy Awards in 2003, four, and a supporting role in the 2005 film The Longest Yard, which someday we'll do a show about that. He has two clothing lines. The RIAA ranks Nelly as the fourth belling... belling... Selling rap artist in American Boom. music history and Billboard ranked Nelly Boom. the number three top artist of the decade. I got two more bells. Bong bong.
2: Heads ringing. <laughs>
0: uh, ding
2: ding dong.
0: I have to say that's uh that's that's terrible. Anyway, not you. Nelly. Is Nelly the guy who peed on
1: who peed on the chick? Born what's that? Is Nelly the guy who peed on the chick?
0: No, that oh. was R. Kelly. Oh. His cousin, maybe. Born November fourth, Cedric. Bixler Zavala is a Grammy Award-winning musician, frontman, and lyricist of the progressive rock band The Mars Volta, and is a frontman and occasional guitarist of the post-hardcore group At The Drive-In, which is a kind of a good group. Currently, he is a singer in a band, Antamask, and also sings and plays guitar in his band, Zavala's. He has also played drums for a number of acts, including The Dub, Act, De facto, and more recently, Big Sur and Anywhere. Good lord, the guy's in a lot of bands. He's in more bands than I am in podcasts. Uh, have
2: <laughs> you heard of any of those, Joe?
0: Uh, At The Drive-In, I have their first record. It's it's solid. Mars Volta, of course, I think everybody's heard of them.
2: I've I never think, heard of any of
1: these bands. I've never heard of any of these oh, bands. I'm just grateful <laughs> of all the words that are in that sentence is that Joel had to read it.
0: The rest of them, though, no, I've not heard of any of the other ones except those first two. You'd like the Mars Volta, Josh? That's right up your alley. out the drive-in, maybe too. But anyway, movies.
2: All right, movies. Uh, the number one movie in the land is Airport 1975, the disaster film sequel to the disaster film Airport. <laughs> so they just <laughs> tacked a year on it.
3: Clever. Yeah.
2: That works.
1: Well, that's what they did for um um Stanley Kubrick.
0: Don't call me Shirley.
1: But they did also for Godzilla. Oh, go I'll say Godzilla
2: too. Godzilla, 2000. Yeah. also and Blues speak, Brothers. 2000. Ew. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre premiered in Los Angeles on October 30th. The Ooh. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 2000. And one. <laughs> <laughs> also, Lee Phoenix was born October 28th. You may know him from his child actor roles in Parenthood, Murder, She Wrote, Space Camp, and the acronym of the week, T-N-L-I-T-B, which is, of course, Tennessee Newts leaking in the balls. (laughs) (laughs) Ow. Was that nudes or newts? Both. (laughs) I was going with newts, but... (laughs) I thought it was nukes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What actually is that? Uh, The new Leave it to Beaver. Ah, the new Leave it to Beaver. Or you may know uh, this uh, Leaf Phoenix from his birth name of Joaquin. Oh, huh.
0: Space
1: Camp. Oh, yeah. I remember Space Camp. I didn't know he was in Parenthood, much less... Yeah,
2: he, pl- he,
3: he played the son that had the videotapes. Had the hair left, and, and the door locked and everything.
2: Oh, the porn kid. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, born... Ralph Harold Wigger in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I got a bad feeling about this dude. Uh, Ralph Harold was an American character actor who often played gangsters. Not looking good for him. Between 1920 and 1963, uh-oh, he appeared in 99 films including Jimmy the Gent, Baby Take a Bow, A Tale of Two Cities, and Murder, My Sweet. And, of course, he died in Santa Monica, California on November 1st.
0: Ninety nine films, but his life ain't
2: one.
1: Aww. Oh. <laughs> I got ninety nine problems but a pulse ain't one.
0: <laughs> there you go, that's better than mine.
1: That actually I've seen I've seen Murder, my sweet.
2: Yeah. I Dick, don't think I've seen any of these.
0: Uh
1: it's a Philip Marlowe story with uh, Dick Powell playing Philip Marlowe. Nice. I love those those old like like uh, gumshoe type movies.
2: Yeah, the film noir stuff? Oh yeah. The Thin Man is my oh, favorite. Thin oh, oh, so I, good!
1: I could watch that all damn day. Yep. What was the name of the dog? Uh Asta. Esther. Esther.
2: Okay. Yep. Close enough.
1: Close enough. I'll give you credit. Thank
0: I you. I like Asta better.
2: I'm a big fan of uh, Touch of Evil, mm. which uh, I've gone on record with Charlton Heston as the least convincing Latino ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: He's like your people and mine will never see eye to eye. Nope, I I don't as know. a Mexican
0: homebrew. Have you ever seen <laughs> Charles Bronson play an American Indian? <laughs> you
2: ever seen John Wayne play Genghis Khan? <laughs> I, th- I think Wayne as Genghis Khan was more uh, was more believable.
1: I have actually <laughs> calling out Patrick as being wrong. The because... d- name of the dog was Asta, not Esther. Oh, was it Asta? Uh, yeah, oh. I told you
2: I liked it better. See. Amy. All right, last up for movies. Movies released this week include Phantom of the Paradise, The Four Musketeers, and Open Season.
1: Now, The Four Musketeers, which one? I, I remember seeing this.
3: and it's, That's the sequel to The Three Musketeers uh, by, Bri- by from, Brian De Palma.
2: This is from two years before I existed, so you got me. Okay, The Four Musketeers. Here we go.
1: IMDb. Yep, yeah, it's the one. Michael York, Raquel Welch, and Oliver Reed. Yeah.
3: Christopher Lee's, and I mean it's a huge cast.
1: Holy cow! Nice. Faye Dunaway, Roy Kinnear. God, I love Roy Kinnear. Huge cast.
2: He's now Nelly. <laughs> uh, I like those lists of movies. I get to sound like movie phone. For Phantom of the Paradise, press one. Meep. For the Four Musketeers, press two.
1: Why don't you tell me the name of the movie you
2: want to see? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. So, uh, TV, All in the Family. Sanford and Son and Chico and the Man are the top shows. I'm coming for you, Elizabeth. One of the
2: best theme songs ever. Yeah, I really like Sanford and Son's new album.
0: I don't know. I like the theme song from <laughs> Northern Exposure. Oh, like Mumford it. and Son. Oh, yeah, like them. them them two. Northern Exposure's theme song is better.
1: What about... Okay, a given a choice between the two, Sanford and Son or Barney Miller for a theme song. Ooh. Ooh. Sanford and Son.
0: Yeah, probably Sanford and Son. Think so? It's got
1: that funky bass
3: line. Gotta boom. go for it.
0: Boom, 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 yeah, boom.
3: Yeah, that's like boom. a boom. jazz bass line, not a, a Dean
0: Martin, apparently.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Big Crosby. <laughs> All right, so uh, Stafford Aloys Rep was an American actor best known for his role as Police Chief Clancy O'Hara, opposite Adam West's character on Batman. Oh no. And he hung up the bat phone for the last time on November 5th. Huh? Mm-hmm. That's
2: sad.
0: Only four days after Ralph Harold Wigger.
2: He was just three days from retirement.
0: <laughs> I'm getting too old for this shit.
3: And then, up, in, up in heaven, now the Wiggers got rip.
0: Dude. <laughs> You're on your own on that one, dude. Moving on.
2: Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs>
1: I, I like that one.
3: I don't care who you are. That's funny.
2: <laughs> Speaking of things only Pat likes, sports.
3: <laughs> the New York Islanders have two players, Billy McMillan and Ed Westfall, with a hat trick in the same game on October 28th. You guys know what a hat trick is in hockey? Uh,
0: oh, yeah. It's where they throw octopus on the ice. No. Yes.
3: But that, that there's a reason for that. It's not just, you know.
0: Because they score three goals.
3: There you go. You three, uh, Two guys scored three goals each in one game. Is nice.
2: Pretty, yeah. I mean, 6 is a pretty high hockey score in general.
3: Right. Yeah. Uh, the Rumble in the Jungle, a historic boxing event held in Zaire, took place on October 30th in front of a crowd of 60,000 people. Whew. It pitted the undefeated world heavyweight champion George Foreman against challenger Muhammad Ali, the former heavyweight champion. Ali won by knockout just before the end of the 8th round. This match, this boxing match has been called arguably the greatest sporting event of the 20th century. I would Boy. say so. That was huge that ma- that that boxing match.
0: Ali grilled Foreman.
3: That was this was the first match after um Ali forfeited his championship because he would not be drafted into Vietnam. Really? Oh. And th- that's why it was held in Africa. Cuz mm. cuz he wasn't allowed to fight in America.
1: Neat. Yep.
3: All right, and then the last fact of sports um on October 30th Nolan Ryan of the California Angels threw the record fastest pitch in Major League Baseball's history at 100.9 miles per hour.
0: Okay, so. I'd like to point out two things. Number one, there was no cricket. Number two, there was no difficult names.
3: What do you mean there what was no difficult names?
0: Mike, would you agree? It's
1: Cedric Bixler Zavala.
0: Yeah, seriously. No, I mean in sports.
1: Oh, in sports. No, there were plenty of difficult names across the board. Yeah. I
3: sports. couldn't find any
1: cricket. I mean, I, there was, the only thing I found on cricket was
3: a guy who was born... And he didn't really do anything noteworthy. So Zavala's isn't
1: difficult. Why? I'm I'm disagreeing with him. I think Joel. I think you're wrong.
2: I I think Joel's point is that Pat didn't have any difficult names in the first week. He's doing that section.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I get that's what he's saying. He's trying to throw me under the bus. But originally, I was going to have Mike do sports anyway, so it, w- it wouldn't mattered.
1: <laughs> Wait. I decided to change him. You know, for future. Joel has a bus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you go. That's This weekend, 1974.
0: <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Lots of deuce, sorry.
1: <laughs> All right, we are back, and we are going to talk about roasts. Now, uh, like I said, this was a... Suggestion from astute listener, Maybellina, who apparently loves roasts. Uh, this, the, apparently, the Friars Club, which was started in 1904, uh, originally called the Press Agents Association, actors, musicians, and comedians joined on later, uh, the tradition of roasting one member a year began in 1949 with a roast of Maurice Chevalier.
2: Yeah, apparently that roast was pretty racy. Like uh f- in 1949 you had a comic drop the F bomb on stage. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh.
1: Now oh. Maurice Chevalier, he's one from um the vaudeville star. Uh no, from uh ah crap. Thank heaven. For Little Girls, is that him? Yes. Yes. What yes, movie is
3: that? Th- like no, no, it's the other Maurice
2: Chevalier. <laughs>
3: what <Well>,
1: fuck
2: you <laughs> What movie am I thinking uh, of? Gigi? I think that no, was, yeah. Gigi, was it Gigi where he sang that, or was it? It was definitely Gigi. Okay. I thought it was My Fair Lady. I, I'm just going from YouTube. Okay. Marie Chevalier, thank heaven for little girls from the film Gigi. Okay. Gigi then.
1: All right. So, All right. so the roasts were televised. You're right, uh, Gigi.
3: <laughs> in the late 60s on uh, NBC, they had the craft Music Hall program, and then uh, in the 70s, it kind of started on um, the Dean Martin show. They started doing like a Man of the Week once, you know, because his ratings started dropping. So they added this new feature and it kind of became more popular than the Dean Martin show. And, and then they started in 1974, the Dean Martin Celebrity Roast on NBC. It was its own show. And then uh, in 1998, uh, the Friars Club started again with Comedy Central. And uh, and 2002, Comedy Central kind of took it over from them. It started their Comedy Central roasts and the Friars Club started their own and they kind of split off. And the Friars Club that you know still do roast from time to time like they did uh, Quentin Tarantino in two thousand ten and they put it up on the internet and stuff like that. But oh. Comedy Central Roast does something every single year.
0: I right. would love to see that. I'm
1: thinking it's
2: more of the Friars Club was kinda of like, you know what, Comedy Central? You go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and we'll get to what's changed in the second half of the show because there's a definite thematic change when Comedy Central loses the Fires Club name. But we'll get to that. Yeah,
0: they they still have the uh, what do they call it? Where all the the people are sitting, the, the dais,
1: dais, yes,
0: they have a name for it, the, the dais. That's it, or the panel. Yeah. Um, but in the, the early days. In the early days of the clubs, they were uh, populated by uh, a bunch of legendary comedians like Bob Hope, Groucho Marx, Buddy Hackett, um, <laughs> Buddy uh, Hackett. <laughs> many of whom, like Milton Berle, Johnny Carson, Don Rickles, and Jack Benny, also took their turn as Roasty. Um, they honored celebs not known primarily for their comedy, like Humphrey Bogart, Harry Belafonte, George Steinbrenner. um and the Fires Club motto was, "We only roast the ones we love," which Josh riffed on earlier. And uh, early roasters did seem to have a deep respect for the butt of the jokes and relied more on anecdotes than one liners. Which that kind of changed. I mean, at least by the time the Dean Martin stuff was going around.
3: Well, I mean, the Dean Martin roast—they were, were a lot of as- They were famous, especially for like you know, uh, Foster Brooks always getting up and telling some kind of story about you know. Being a part of their life before they were famous.
1: Yeah, Yeah, doing his drunk character. Is Foster Brooks the guy who played the drunk in Blazing Saddles? No, no. Okay. No, the country gibberish. Yeah, that was uh, (laughs) Gabby Johnson. Yeah, yeah. may have been (laughs) tribute. I, for one, am glad the kids were here to hear Gabby Johnson's rant.
0: Um, (laughs) Yes, Uh, the content of of the earliest roasts were extremely blue for their time, and roasts have always had value as a place to push against the bounds of propriety
1: they were well i know the first which
0: still rings true
1: okay yeah let's let's do the the trivia
3: um yeah actually it's kind of an an unwritten rule and and it's often uh often brought up during roasts that you know it's going to be raunchy it's going to be a little bit worse than you know what you would normally hear even in a comedy club uh they you know, like like Joel said, they're always pushing it' against the bounds of the bounds of propriety. Well, the one time everybody kind of in unison agreed that it the, the line had been crossed, they finally found it, was in nineteen ninety three, when uh, Ted Danson appeared at the roast of Whoopi Goldberg, who he was dating at the time, um, and he hosted the thing in Blackface and dropped the N word over a dozen times. And the Friars Club was forced to uh, denounce him and put out a formal apology because everybody got up in arms about it. I mean, pretty much literally the only person that supported him was Whoopi in the whole thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was one of the really early big blow-ups up against that sort of humor. I mean, basically you had him and C. Thomas Howell alone in the wilderness.
3: (laughs) But C. Thomas Howell at least learned his
0: lesson. (laughs) He's a soul man.
2: Yeah,
3: I can always stop taking the pills.
0: Yes, but I, mean, I mean, who, who would have thought of Soul that Man. trying to do like an old minstrel show was a good idea? <laughs> um,
2: another bit of trivia we've I'm got here: take tanning pills. Uh, the most uh, frequent roasters on the classic roster were comedian Nipsey Russell and impressionist Rich Little. Uh, they showed up most often on Dean Martin's Man of the Week roasts, each appearing 24 times.
1: Nipsey Russell is friggin' hilarious. Yes. Especially when he starts rhyming. <laughs>
0: he, he was... I, I love he what was when he talked about the, Reagan,
3: <laughs> the, the line about, that line that I told you guys about Reagan. He's said I get to rub rub elbows with the governor. I gotta rub elbows. He won't shake my hand. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, he was always kind of the token African-American that they could poke fun at, Um, but he just poked back just as hard.
1: Well, that's something It was that, always him or Sammy Davis. Yeah, and, that, I mean, it seemed to be that there was this—I mean, for 1974, the blatant racism of it, I mean, for God's sakes, the first one I watched was the roast of Sammy Davis Jr., and uh, Dean Martin says that Sammy was so poor they couldn't afford a crib and they had to put him into a hollowed-out watermelon— I was just like, Yikes. I was just like.
0: But you know what's what's funny about that, though, is that, is that everything. They,
1: that's what's funny about that is because Sammy was laughing at it, too.
0: You, well, that's just it. They they Even though they were making those comments, they would follow it up with things that showed that there was a brotherhood there. And they were doing it all in good fun. And everyone was in on the joke.
2: Well, and that's the thing is they're using racial. Uh, elements to poke fun at someone who they have an obvious amount of love for. It's not the standard like, don't punch down, punch up. At this point, they're not punching down, they're punching sideways at someone who they see as a peer.
1: Right, that would be um, the this, this similarity would be like me making an Irish joke at Josh and Josh making a Polish joke at me. And
3: everybody gets their shots at everybody.
1: Oh yeah, that's the thing, it's like, I mean, there is a man of the hour. Exactly. Nobody is off limits.
3: I mean, the, the, you know, roasts are just as much about getting the people on the dais as it is about getting the, the person you're honoring. Right.
2: So, sure. but and, uh, standards of humor have changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely Even have. that said, uh, there's a lot of shit that they said in these early roasts that would not fly today. Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: We'll get more into that. Let's finish up the trivia real right. quick. So, um, uh, no roasts were broadcast between 1980 and 1983, partially due to the MGM Grand Fire of 1980. If you guys don't know about that, that was... Fucking huge, like the biggest fire Las Vegas has ever seen. Wow. Yeah. Um, they now, fa- they found they found people's bodies still sitting at the slot machines because they
1: didn't want to leave their lucky machine. Oh my god, that's so sad. Oh jeez. Yeah. Yep. God. So uh, so now here's the thing: the first roast that I saw looking at looking up and researching is, was in 1973, um, for Johnny Carson. So it had a massive list of 22 different celebrities on the roster, including Red Fox, Truman Capote, George Burns, and Jonathan Winters.
3: And I watched that one, and that, that is a very, very good one. I watched
0: it, that, yeah. It's yeah. a
3: little, ru- it's a little bit rough, but it's funny. Although
1: – Although?
0: Well, it's funny when uh, – after Truman Capote gets on and they're like, this is why you're a writer. <laughs> He, he just bad.
2: Well, and near the end of that one, Foster Brooks is a presenter, and he's like, a, I'm not going to say the evening was long, but I, I didn't need a shave when we started. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the full beard.
1: Uh, so, uh, yeah, so Dean Martin has only roasted two pairs of celebrities, uh, Rowan and Martin, known for laughing, and Jack Klugman and Tony Randall, the odd couple. There has only been one posthumous roast – of George Washington for the bicentennial year. I didn't watch that one. I've I, never seen that one. I have never mm-hmm. seen that one either, but I think the Rowan and Martin one probably is pretty hilarious. Some of the It, it
3: was it was okay. during the uh which one was it? The um I think it was the Mr. T roast. I'm not 100% sure, but um uh one of the I think it was I think it was Dick Martin was doing his roast and his bo- his jokes were just bombing and he just stopped in the middle of his roast and just took all his cards and just threw them over his shoulder and just walked off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now uh some of the key roasters on the sh- on this have been Dean Martin of course as the man of the, you know, the man running the joint. Uh the, the immense Don Rickles who I think if I ever came if I was ever being roasted and saw Don Rickles get on the get on the stand, I would curl up into a ball and cry because that <laughs> man Can, I mean, he can insult literally anybody as seen when he does the uh, Reagan inaugural ball and just rips on Reagan through the entire thing. Uh, Nipsey Russell, Foster Brooks, Milton Berle, who I'm pretty sure there are some Milton Berle comments that never made it on the air. I'm just saying, for what I know about Milton Berle. I'm, I'm pretty
3: sure some, there were some penis jokes that yeah, didn't make
1: the air, yeah. There's probably some dick jokes in there. Phyllis Diller, again, because of Milton Berle. Uh, I'm again, more penis jokes more that didn't make jokes. the air. <laughs> and Rich Little, who is still, I mean, well, all was and I will always hold as probably the best impersonator ever.
2: Uh, we kind of blazed past Phyllis Diller, but she holds another distinction. She Mm -hmm. is the first woman to ever attend a, uh, Friars Club roast.
1: Really? Mm -hmm.
2: As a matter of fact, she had to disguise herself as a man to get in because women were not allowed.
3: huh. Which, and which, she she was allowed to be on the dais and doing roasts before women were allowed to be members of the Friars Club. Wow. (laughs)
0: Shh. She's no Carol Channing.
3: Because women were not allowed to be part of the Friars Club until 1988.
1: Really? That late? Holy crap. Yep. That's nuts. I was about to apply to become a member of the Friars Club, but then there's an essay section. (laughs) I have time to do an essay right now. So, uh, some of the quotes that we uh, posted from our favorite lines. uh, Jackie Gleason roast from uh, Dean Martin himself. Imagine Nipsey. From from Jackie Gleason. Yeah. Oh, during, in, during his rebuttal. Yeah. Oh, it was his rebuttal. Re- yeah. So Jackie Gleason to Nipsey Russell says, Imagine Nipsey, if you had been born white, you could have been Sammy Davis Jr. Um, Yikes. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and that's just that's
3: just so brilliant. <laughs> well, Don Rickles had another uh, Sammy Davis Jr. slam in one of them where he's he, he just uh, at one point he makes a joke towards him <clears throat> and and Sammy just kind of looks at him like, Whoa. he's like, hey, calm down. Ten years ago, you wouldn't have even been allowed in this place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yikes. I think <coughs> one of my favorite ones on Sammy Davis <coughs> Jr. was, um uh, lost his name, one of the uh, Rat Pack. The Dean li- Martin, no, Braxton le- Hatcher. The least known Joey of the Rat Bishop. Pack. Joey Bishop. So Joey Bishop is talking about Sammy Davis Jr. converting into Judaism. And he's like, he says, so he calls me and he says, I'm really nervous. I've never been to the temple before by myself. I don't know what to do. Uh, will you go with me? He's like, I can't make it at this time. He says, but I can't make it at 830, but I can be there at 9. So I, I'll, I'll get there then. And he says, so Sammy Davis Jr. says, I'll meet you. I'll be in the front on the right in the temple. And Joey I, saw, I can already was, see where this is going. Yeah, and Joey Bishop is like, uh, like he thinks I couldn't find him in a temple. <laughs> it was just, like... He, Oh, you uh, blend. <laughs> oh, so, but um, then uh, Dean Martin on Sinatra, he's commenting, in high school, Frank never participated in extracurricular activities like nature study, paintings, or ceramics. He says, Frank's hobby was most interesting one. He was an amateur gynecologist.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, for 1974, that's kind of, that's really friggin' risque for them. That's, that's solid blue. So, also... Well, it's, it's-
3: it's, it's probably allowed because it's probably somewhat true.
1: Uh, probably, yeah. Uh, and then um, Foster Brooks and Hubert Humphreys. I still don't know how we lost. Just bad luck, I say. You happen to be running for president on the same day as Richard Nixon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he goes on, on and on, and on that bit. Like, one day, either way. <laughs> <laughs> would, have, would have come out different. And this is right after Hubert Humphrey's lost to Nixon, after being LBJ's vice president. And he was and, on I mean, the dais? Oh, oh, yeah. He was the man of the hour.
3: Oh, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that
2: was one of the ones I watched because – I haven't seen that one. Yeah, the political ones are most of the ones I watched. I watched Reagan. I watched Humphrey's.
1: Yeah, and I was surprised. You know, when, The first one that I watched was the, uh, the Sammy Davis Jr. one. And when I saw Hubert Humphreys on the dais, I was like, "Holy cow!" Well you know, the, the Bob Hope one had
3: uh, General Omar Bradley.
1: I know right? I mean <laughs> I mean that's not something you would see happening today at all.
3: No, because I mean real actual like a-list celebrities will not go on the roast now because well, I mean, well as we'll talk about later, you know the, the, the um, temperament I guess of the roast has changed.
2: Right. I mean, the they spirit. used to
3: be. That's a word of the spirit yeah. of the roasts.
2: They used to be like a celebration of if you were being roasted, you were relevant in pop culture. And even back then, the politicians were. Like, people knew who mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan was well before he made his run
0: at presidency.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and just look that Truman Capote was on there, and he wasn't. I mean, he was a writer, for God's sake.
3: Yeah. But yeah just uh, just real quickly, yeah. You know, we did the rundown of some of the key roasters. But I mean, I I kind of want to talk a little bit about each one of them or some of the roasters at least. Yeah, go ahead. Like, well, I'm just like Foster Brooks. I mean, hit for those of you that don't know Foster Brooks, look up some of his stuff. He's, I mean, the only person that that is comparable as far as playing a drunk is Dudley Moore. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, Foster Brooks got it down. Like, I mean, he and he's got the whole. Hiccup in the middle of talking and just, the, you know, the the sideward glances. And, and like at the Lucille Ball one, uh, at one point, he, he's all like, he's trying to claim that he dated her in high school. And he's all like, "Is it, he's like, is that right, Luce? He's like, That's what the football team used to call her. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. That, he, it, and that was his stick, you know. Yep.
3: Well, and he, and was then... always, he was always somebody's either ex Whatever, or their their cardiologist, or their uh, veterinarian, or so, or their pilot. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah,
1: that and that actually started but happening when got- more and more. Is that like Dom DeLuise showed up as someone's director, or as their personal chef, or as and you know they always seem to have this um what's the word like, stick yeah a shtick like a character actor like yeah uh, you
3: know Sid Caesar did it you know at, at, at the um uh, um. At the, I think it was the Bob Hope roast. I can't remember which one, but yeah. yeah. I mean, it, w- it was definitely common for some you know someone to pretend to be somebody else. They did uh, somebody uh, for Bob Hope uh, the well, his, his quote unquote caddy look came at Don out. Rickles, do we have to? Not
1: up close.
0: <laughs> no, no, I, I mean Don, at Rick- Don Rickles roast. Casey Kasem came out dressed as Hitler. <laughs> what? I missed that And he that did one. a whole bit oh, awesome. where, where he was. He was roasting Don Rickles but he was doing it as Hitler, so he was slamming his fists on the thing and yelling the entire Wait, time Casey, that is and like as he no walked off
3: for Casey Kasem
1: to take Holy crap
3: Exactly
0: I mean I Dean can see a lot, goes, a lot of yeah.
1: comedians doing that but not him that's wow That's crazy Now one well, of the, as he
0: walked off Dean Martin's like he's like that's an upcoming comedian Casey Kasim
1: <laughs> <laughs> One of the one of the best uh bits that I saw had to have been during the Sinatra roast when they had uh, Colombo come up, and it it just rolls on and on because he keeps doing because he the, did it in character. Yeah, yeah, he came and he well the the Dean Dean Martin came up and did a whole statement about how uh, they got the picture of uh, you know the the album cover of Sinatra where he's leaning up against the lamppost and he's got the uh the raincoat over his shoulder and they could he's like they couldn't figure out what was missing from it and they saw this guy walking and he was wearing the raincoat and they took the raincoat from him and used it in the picture and he went on that Columbo was the guy who walked by so it's actually Columbo's <laughs> raincoat in the picture on the album. And Columbo comes up and um oh crap, I forgot the actor's name. Peter Falk. Peter Falk Peter yeah yeah and Peter Folk, he yeah. just rolls for it's gotta be like a ten minute bit. Where every time he stops to turn away, I mean, he's borrowing a pen from uh, from people to get a get an autograph from uh, Sinatra before he leaves, and he's reading off the 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 letter to the invitation, and you know, he's talking about his wife and what. Hey, there's just one more thing before I go. He and just out of the blue, he turns and he asks uh, Dean Martin if his shoes are rented or not, and it's just. But, I mean, it's it's great to see these comedians and these actors up there. It seems like their goal, besides entertaining the crowd, is to see how badly they can make the other actors on the dais crack up.
2: Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Don Rickles gets a shot at him when he sits back down and he talks about, hey, Peter Falk, Columbo. No, no, look over here. <laughs> different on his glass eye.
1: Yeah, he's hilarious. I mean, especially, am I moving too um, fast for you? Can I here? back
0: up? Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, can I back up to Foster Brooks for just a second? Yeah. Um, I I thought his shtick would get old with just being the guy that was drunk, but every time he came up, the man was on point with his humor, and he nailed the character so much that it was always funny. And I think one of my favorite bits was during the Johnny Carson one. He comes up and he's talking to Johnny Carson, you know, and doing his bit, and then he turns to Dean Martin and he goes, "Hey, Ed." And then he just goes on with his bit, like because <laughs> they were saying Ed McMahon couldn't be there.
3: At <laughs> the, the, the Jackie, Gleason and
0: it's just Roche. so nonchalant; it's a throwaway line.
3: <laughs> at the Jackie Gleason roast, he came up and he just—he he didn't even look at Jackie Gleason as he walked up. But he just—he he just stepped up to the to the podium, leaned over to Dean. And he's like, "Which one is Jackie?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's—and that's the thing—is like each of them have their shtick. But it's so, they're so honed at it. You know what I mean? It's like they're so good at the one shtick they do. You know, they, Columbo, his shtick is so good. Uh, Foster Brooks, his thing is dead on. It doesn't matter what character he's, he's technically playing, whether he's, you know, you're the director that he used to work with or one of the cope, you know, one of the actors that he used to work with. I mean, just the, just the random stuff. Every single one of them had this, the, had their act down, and you know something else that I I really enjoyed oh, Ru- about Ruth Buzzy. Oh, Ruth Buzzy when she came out and she's got the hairnet on, when she started making out with Joey Bishop. Yeah, that I mean that was hilarious. I mean it's Ruth Buzzy comes out and does a whole. Th- I think it was the was it the Dean Martin roast. No, because like, I didn't watch
3: that one this time.
1: Okay,
0: because she was on a lot of them.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. She, she
0: came up. out and beat the hell out of everybody with her purse.
1: Yeah, yeah that was her shtick. But the thing is, the one thing I liked about it is, yeah, they're all ripping on each other. They're all, I mean, literally, nothing, there's no holds barred on everybody. But there is a sense of class through the entire thing. You know, Sinatra gets up and starts doing the rebuttal, or Dean Martin, who is, you know, three <laughs> until, sheets to the
3: Until wind. Dean gets so drunk that he can't <laughs> even talk anymore. Like, <laughs> like, towards the end of the row he's trying to introduce people. He's like, boy, they uh, beat on this him is, heavily. Uh, <laughs>
1: There's there's a several times where they're just they really just hammer on him.
3: Yeah, cuz he I mean it, he he did get drunk during them. I mean, he was he was drinking before and during and after the shows. So
1: well, it's his show. Who's going to stop him? I mean, who's going to exactly. tell Dean Martin not to drink? <laughs> so, Josh, what about right. you? We haven't heard about from you in a while.
2: Um uh, honestly, like most of the early stuff, I was going back and forth, uh, watching different Fro- Foster Brooks bits and uh, this isn't going to be the Foster Brooks episode. So yeah, that, that was my focus. Cause I, I just found that guy hilarious.
3: Did any of you guys watch, uh, the Mr. T roast?
2: Oh, oh yeah. I
0: think-
3: A well, little bit. How incredibly well,
0: of course, Josh did.
3: racist was that? bit that ricky schroeder did
0: <laughs> oh my god
3: like whoever wrote that for him i'm like oh my god i can't believe you're having a 12 year old kid say this shit okay because i missed it it was it, it was not only that, like it, it was not really that funny it was kind of funny for the time like in but now looking back on it like oh my jesus this is racist it's like he's basically like reading little black sambo
2: it's holy the- shit <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was more cringy than funny, which actually was quite a bit of the Mr. T roast, but unfortunately.
3: Yeah, once you got past the joke of uh, he's got a lot of jewelry and he's a big, tough guy, they didn't really do a whole lot more than that. I think everybody was afraid of making Mr. T mad.
2: (laughs) Well, and in general, that was one of the challenges for the early shows is like hitting one or two key characteristics and having different comics say, okay, this is your topic. Try to make jokes about it.
1: Right. Well, and then you have some of them that were like their their hand. Here's your what was the one for um, Sammy Davis Jr. They had uh, Wilt Chamberlain and God, who else was on the football player played for the Jets? Pat Joe Montana. Joe Montana was there, and Joe Montana was pretty much you can tell he still had his note Joe card. Namath. Joe Namath. Joe Namath. Yeah, he had his n- note card up there, and he read his jokes, and he sat down.
3: <laughs> <It was. laughs> and you could tell some of them were highly edited. Like, you know, well, certain you people mean, would only get like, you know, two or three jokes or two or three whatevers, you know. Go ahead, Joel.
0: Oh, I was just going to say, and I, I think you guys kind of touched on it a little bit, but something that I just, from watching both and never really being a fan of the new ones and, and not really seeing any of the old ones, um, no matter which one I watched from the original Rose from the Dean Martin show there was always a sense of camaraderie. There was always a sense that everybody was a person and the, no matter how vicious they got and how racist and vulgar it was for the time, day, I always felt that everybody will time. And there wasn't this sense of, you know, I'm better than the other, like, like somebody said earlier, everybody was a peer.
1: Yeah. And that is, that is a great, a great comment because they do step into it. Like, This is this is not somebody who's below me. Then everybody, it seems like everybody on the dais saw themselves as equals, and like you said, nobody was off limits. You can get up there and slam on whoever it was that was up there, and just go with it. So,
2: ooh, favorite roast.
1: Uh, Let's save it for the the end. See if we compare it. Are we going to
0: save that for the end?
1: Yeah, save it for the end. We'll compare it against the new ones. Fair enough. All right. So you want to go to the break? We'll go to the okay. break, and we'll be back in a little bit. Alright, we are back, and we are talking about Celebrity roast again, because that's how the show works. We talk about it <laughs> the first time, and then we talk kind of about the same thing on the second time. So... Uh,
3: Like I said, uh, Comedy Central took over the whole roast thing uh, in, what did I say, was it 2002, somewhere around there? I don't know. Whatever. Numbers don't matter, you know, you get the idea. Um, And they were doing it with the Friars Club for uh, about about a decade or so, and then they split off uh, for whatever reasons. Comedy Central decided, hey, you know what, we've already mined all the comedians and figured out the concept. We don't need you guys anymore. So they just started doing their own. They just, they split away from the Friars Club. Friars Club did their own thing. Comedy Central Roast has their own thing, and well, they do they put one out once a year. The Comedy Central Roast.
2: Well, and Comedy Central has figured out how to get better ratings and this is the key difference between the then and the now is at a certain point comedy central realized they got better ratings when the roasts were people being mean to someone everyone already hated hence the justin bieber roast yeah bieber pamela anderson flavor Flav, hasselhoff
1: and and that's the thing, as like uh, Pat had actually said earlier, that the spirit had changed. Because um, mm-hmm. it used to be almost an
3: honor, and, and like uh, it was a, it was its own form of um, like a lifetime recognition award, and it was like people would see it as an honor for Don Rickles to to make fun of you. Whereas nowadays it's it's like it's a way to you know take somebody we don't like and take them down a peg.
1: Well, I will say this, is that I'm looking at the Friars Club page right now, and they gave Don Rickles a Lifetime Achievement Award.
0: That's well-deserved.
1: Oh, yeah. And he's in there with, I mean, this is a while ago, but there's John River, or uh, Joan River. <laughs> <laughs> John River. It was after the after the face, you know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but um, Bob Saget and uh, Lewis Black are all standing around him, and uh, Bob Newhart is there. I mean, that's that's some quality comedy crowd right there. Yeah, that's one of, my,
3: one of my favorite celebrity uh, fact, trivias, whatever, is Don Rickles, as mean and abrasive as he is, his real-life best friend is Bob Newhart, one of the nicest guys in all of show
1: business. Are
2: nice. you kidding me? That's fantastic. Yep. Uh, what we're talking about, I'm almost jumping a little ahead here, but a perfect example is someone who got roasted in both the then and the now, and I don't know if you guys watched the more recent Chevy Chase roast.
3: Oh, am was- <laughs> I the only one? I no, watched? Yeah, I, I saw that abortion it, of a, of a it, roast. It is,
2: it is so painful to watch because Chevy Chase had a good time in the 1990s, and then he came back for one of the modern ones, and he didn't realize that he was being roasted now because everyone hated him. And, and like, and it, it was
3: yeah. Like, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it mm-hmm. is it like, unlike the first time when it was you know a a a dais of his peers this was just a bunch of nobodies just trying to take a shot at chevy chase because they couldn't get anybody that was what i
2: was about to say is yeah it it wasn't his friends none of his friends showed up and he didn't know it was going to happen well that's your mistake
1: is he doesn't have any friends anymore
2: well i don't think he even knew that and he learned that that night and at the end of the roast he looks into the camera dead uh, serious and says that hurt, and just walks out and goes straight to his hotel room.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, br- it was brutal. See, I couldn't even make it through the whole thing. That was... The I, the, the
3: best line of that entire roast, though, was, was Chevy Chase's proof that you can snort the funny out of
1: yourself. Oh, shit. Now, I'm looking at the, like, the Friars Club webpage again here, and some of the people that they've roasted in the recent past have been like Terry Bradshaw, Betty White, Quentin Tarantino, we talked about that, Matt Lauer... Um, Kelsey Grammer, Hugh Hefner, and Jack Black.
2: Yeah, and those are the sorts of roasts following the tradition, but that's not what uh, is most common and what we're going to spend most of our time on. It's more the Comedy Central. They got to the point where uh, there were so many D-listers and uh, the performance was so bad, like they canceled the Kid Rock one.
1: Well, I think part of the Kid Rock one was that I I had read that they he wanted to have it in Detroit, and Comedy Central was like, "Yeah, we're not going to Detroit." Yeah,
3: that's, that's the- actually one of the things I put in the trivia. That's funny that you bring that yeah. up.
2: Oh yeah, let's uh, let's start uh, get, get to the trivia before we get too far ahead of ourselves. Okay, so
1: uh, June 2016, it, ne- uh, it was announced that the next figure to be roasted would be Rob Lowe, which I <clears throat> that seems like
3: they're almost getting back to the roots.
1: It does because I mean
3: Rob Lowe is somebody that's that's actually liked and respected despite some of his past misgivings.
1: Well, and that's the thing. Uh, I like Rob Lowe. I used to not like him, but then I started watching Parks and Recreation. Oh, you can't help but love him on well, Parks. And And that's Rec- the thing It's like I, you know, I was laughing when I first when I first got the introduction to him. I was laughing at it so badly, and I'm like trying to, exp- you know, Sus- Susie's like, why do you think this is so funny? And I'm saying, because Rob Lowe is <laughs> at that, that show. Literally saved his career.
2: Right. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, literally. I mean, yeah, literally. literally,
0: literally
1: saved his career because in this, in this show, have you watched any of it, Joel?
0: Of the Roblo one?
1: Uh, yeah. No, nah. well, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Oh. Talking, he, he is, I mean, for as much as you know, as Rob Lowe is always being like the douchebag in the old 80s movies, he is the nicest guy you've ever met. In Parks and, and he, Rec.
3: He's just so perfect in that role.
1: And yeah, he plays it off perfectly. I mean, and you can't help but love him. So mm. um, Of tr- trying to be the perfect human being. So uh, uh during uh, Charlie Sheen's roast, uh, for some reason or other, they had Steve-O there, because they had run out of C-list and they went down to D-list. <laughs> uh, he, Steve-O made the joke, the last times this many nobodies were at a roast, Great White was playing. Wow. Which later on, Steve-O went, you know... Can you take that out? <laughs> because that was just, that's, a, that's a great
3: joke, but that's a little bit little bit offensive.
1: Yeah that that may that may be a little bit too far. Um, some of the roastees have stated that certain topics are off limit. Uh, Pamela Anderson refused to have any jokes about her having a Hep C. Uh, Joan Rivers prohibited jokes about her daughter, which makes sense. Uh, David Hasselhoff has said, "No, go ahead, knock yourself out." <laughs>
3: because because so, somehow David Hasselhoff has a, an ego that is completely bulletproof.
1: Because now, nobody can make fun of David Hasselhoff better than David Hasselhoff
2: can make fun, right? of right? Exactly.
0: <laughs> well, and Joan Joan Rivers rose. Her, they they mentioned her daughter, but it wasn't in any offensive way. And her daughter even came up and roasted her too. Yeah.
1: Okay, so but also uh, Charlie Sheen initially was like, "Yeah, go ahead," but then he said, "Hey, please don't talk about my mom." Uh, also, like I said before, Kid Rock roast had tried to go up twice, but he insists on doing them in Detroit. And like I said before, Comedy Central's like, "Yeah, we'll go all sorts of places, but not Detroit."
3: And, and if you were to guess who has the most appearances on Comedy Central roasts, you would probably be right because it is Jeff Ross with twelve.
0: Well, but like- fun-
3: funny enough, he's never he's never actually been a roast master on any of the Comedy Central roasts. He, but he's, he's- sorry. Go ahead.
0: Oh, I was going to say he's not like considered Mister Roast though anymore, like modern yeah. day.
3: Yeah, he's. I mean, he's the you know he's the guy as far as roasts are concerned, but he doesn't actually host any of them.
0: Hmm. Uh, I
2: think he's only the guy because Greg Geraldo Gira- died.
3: He was still the guy even before that because he he, he before they split apart he uh, he he was the um, head of the Friars Club. Jeff Ross was.
0: What? Oh, was he really? Yep. Hmm. That's I didn't know nuts.
1: that. Head well, of, of, like, the Fryant, wow.
0: Because they always made jokes about him, you know, living in his car, and he was always at the, the club, and that's, he didn't have a home, and, you know, that's all he had.
3: Yeah, I mean, he wasn't known before the Comedy Central roast, that's for sure.
0: Huh. <clears throat> Did not know that.
3: So, yeah, some key roasters from the now, uh, as we said, you know, Jeff Ross. Uh, well known for his ability to roast on the fly. Uh, Greg Giraldo, the late, great Greg Giraldo. Unfortunately, we lost him a few years ago.
2: Uh, may have been uh, one of the funniest men. You know, like, I'd call him the modern Don Rickles, or at least he could have been if he'd lived a little longer. Yeah. How did he yeah, die? I mean,
3: just. Hm? How did he die? Drug overdose.
1: Oh. <gasps> Hanging on, I'm looking up his picture.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. I mean, he just had some of the, some of the best one liners. Just, just so good. Like, <laughs> um, he had actually one of my favorite lines in all of the roast history. Um, at the Pamela Anderson roast, uh, she had sitting next to her throughout the whole thing, uh, Courtney Love, who was just acting a fool the whole time. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Greg Giraldo says, Jesus Christ, Courtney Love, how is it possible that you look worse than Kurt Cobain? Oh, <laughs> wow.
1: oh my god that's nuts <laughs> yeah.
3: uh, some of the then other you got then you got Gilbert Godfried uh, Lisa lampanelli Natasha Legero, Norm McDonald who had one of the best roast performances
1: it was like in his anti roast oh the one for yeah that's I put that on there for the um David hasselhoff one or no no no, no for the um crap was uh, Bob Saget yeah that's who yeah okay. oh, I could, he's, could he's like who it was you have a lot of well wishers here because <laughs> they all would like to throw you in a well and he has just I mean just one anti-joke after another but the thing is his delivery
3: I yeah, I, I mean if, if you took what he did and just read it it would just sound like the worst thing you've ever seen like I well,
2: just he, did I don't know if you guys know the story about that uh he was just told try to be shocking and he thought that the most shocking thing he could do as a professional comic would be to literally tell jokes out of a joke book his dad gave him called Jokes for Retirement Parties. Yep. <laughs> and that's what he did.
3: Which you know, is a joke book from is, like the 1950s. <laughs> but it was
1: genius.
0: Was was that like um Andy Samberg's take on it when he was on uh James Franco's?
1: No, because Ra- uh Norm Macdonald was actually funny.
0: I liked Andy Samberg's, but he was doing like he was saying nice things, but then he, you know, boom, roasted at the end.
3: Yeah, right. He was he was just trying to do the anti roast thing, whereas Norm Macdonald was just he. Norm Macdonald is one of those guys who is he's a he's always the funniest guy in the room, or the, uh, always the smartest guy in the room. Just about. I mean, he his comedy is always going to be above most people, and he's always going to be trying to make the comedians laugh more than he, he is the audience to him he gets off on on making
1: other comedians laugh he's a comedian's comedian he really is i mean honestly At i least. think he's one of those that i mean you never entirely know what he's going to do right when he comes up there like, and, he, he and louis
3: ck are kind of the same thing it's like as soon as they start saying something you know it's going to be funny
1: yeah
2: and i'm like, going to go this, with oh go <laughs> I was just going
3: to say, the second words start coming out of their mouth, you just can't help but smile, because you're like, oh my god, where are we going?
2: <laughs> I will have to agree with Joel on the Andy Samberg thing, because if you've watched a couple of his bits, he's always doing a shtick character. The character of this idiot who was asked to do a roast and doesn't understand what a roast is. <laughs> and uh, he he constantly does that same bit. And then uh, it get, the bit gets sillier and sillier and sillier, and then he ends with one actual roast insult joke.
3: I guess I'd have to check those out because none of that so- – I don't think I've seen any of that. I don't, that doesn't sound
0: – Yeah, at the beginning of it when he started, I was like, okay, this is not great. And then as it went on, as a joke wore on and he kind of started actually saying some things that were kind of mean. And then like Josh said, he kind of ends it on that note. It got to what? be very funny.
3: It's one of those things kind of like, you know, um, when you're an expert at something, it's sometimes it's almost more craft to
1: look like you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, like Joel every episode.
0: Right. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. So, but uh, some of the we, – we wrote on some of the um, favorite quotes. So, Pat has down – so, Roseanne – yeah, in the Roseanne
3: Roast, uh, Anthony Jezelnick, this was one of his first appearances. I think it was like his actual, his third time he'd ever been in a roast. Uh, and Katie Seagal was on the dais. And he, he said, oh, the great Katie Seagal. He said, you worked on Married with Children, the show that changed comedy. Sons of Anarchy, the show that took drama to a whole new level. And Eight Simple Rules,
1: the show that killed John Ritter. Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> wow!
1: Wow! Yeah. See, mine. Um, I'm looking Gil- Gilbert Gottfried and Bob Saget. So I watched Bob's last HBO special in high death because in order to enjoy it, you have to be either high or deaf. <laughs> <laughs> that was the same
3: episode where Gilbert went on for like five minutes about Bob Saget did not kill and rape a woman in 1984. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> There is no evidence, don't bother looking, for evidence that Bob Saget raped and killed a woman in 1984.
2: Uh, My personal favorite from this, uh, Lisa Lampanelli, whose stand-up I usually don't like, but she was so good as a roaster, when they did the William Shatner roast, she uh, comes out seemingly playing it straight. She says, we've all seen Bill Shatner's nuts, but only George Takei has tasted them. (laughs) Oh my. And they cut <laughs> no. to George when they and George found it funnier than anybody else.
0: That's <laughs> wasn't, fantastic.
2: I, I don't I don't
3: mean to to correct you, but wasn't that Betty White that said that?
2: Oh shit, I think you're right. That that was Betty White.
0: Yeah. That actually makes it better. <laughs> Just because you're Lisa right. Lampinelli is me.
2: Well, no, she's she's really funny, but you're right. It was Betty White. Uh, it was a different Lampanelli bit, and I uh, transposed uh, who said what. I should have double-checked that. Sorry. No, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, catch me. Uh, call me out on accuracy. Woohoo! You're inaccurate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know something I noticed on the these versus the original ones? Is on the original ones, the Dean Martin ones, everybody was laughing. There was only very seldom where you didn't see somebody laugh. Like Ewell Brenner um was on one of them that I watched. Actually, was on, I think the first one I watched and he didn't laugh until he was on stage because he wanted to be the guy. But on the modern ones, a lot of people look upset or like they don't really want to be there. And it just, it's kind of takes you out of the moment. Uh, I don't know if anybody noticed that.
2: Yeah. It's weird.
3: I don't know if it was just editing that they did back in the day because, I did notice they sometimes looped some people's laughs. So maybe maybe everybody wasn't laughing back in the day the same, but they just edited it to look differently.
2: I think it's interesting because I think that if you cut individual jokes, I laughed more and harder at modern ones, but I thought the shows were always better when you look at the older ones because the roasty was in on the joke. And for some reason that means something, even if the individual bits – uh, pound for pound, I found funnier just because standards of comedy have changed.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it almost seems like nowadays they pay the little bit of tribute to them at the very end, like they're supposed to, but it doesn't seem consistently genuine.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it seems like more of them are doing it because I want to say just like, oh, well, this is just one more box I have to check off.
0: Well, and there's, there's more, um, Oh crap, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> I legitimately lost my train of thought.
3: Well, uh, well um, here I'll give you a Lisa
0: ahead. Yeah. There's more about them picking on everybody on the dais and only and then they only have one or two lines for the actual guests of honor. Whereas in the old one, they may be picked on people here and there, but the primary focus was the the roastee, Which yeah. I thought was interesting. But we are yeah, gonna say it, it definitely
3: it definitely has become Everybody that steps up is expected to say something about every single other person on the
1: dais. You're not allowed to like skip anybody anymore. That's for sure. Right. One of the the funnier ones that I saw was when I watched the uh, the Dean Martin roast, where they actually had Dean Martin up there. Now listen, listen to the 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 list on this one: Don Rickles, Orson Welles, Paul Lind, Joan Namath, Barry Goldwater, Angie Dickinson, Muhammad Ali. Jimmy Stewart, Gabe Kaplan, I don't know where that came from. Uh <laughs> Gene Kelly, Hubert Humphrey, Charlie Callis, John Wayne, Joey Bishop, Rich Little, Ruth Buzzy, Tony Orlando, uh George Georgia and Engel, Nipsey Russell, Foster Brooks, Howard Cosell, Dan Rowan Dick Martin, and Bob Hope. Holy crap. That is I mean that's a lineup and honestly you know who I thought was hilarious in that same like we were just talking in that same uh Norm Macdonald type of uh feel was Orson Welles. Really? And, oh my god, he was cuz Orson Welles comes up and he does that. I mean I I'm not trying to do a throwback to the to the then but I'm trying to do a parallel to like the dry humor of Norm Macdonald and I mean Orson Welles comes up and he starts talking about um Dean's musical contribution to the world, and I started. To, he's like, "Let me read for you some of the lyrics that he has contributed." When the moon hits your eye, like a big pizza pie, that's amore. And it's just that straight, dry norm MacDonald type humor. I mean, I and that's just the parallel that I saw. That there is, seems like there is always one person in the group that is the dry humor that you're kind of like I'm not entirely sure where they're going with this <laughs> right but ag- again but that's kind of humor that I like
0: well it's kind of like on the old ones where they had they had an astronaut on one of them uh, as I mentioned earlier Truman Capote you know I, I can see that
2: yeah yeah uh Pat you were trying to get in on a lampanelli quote
3: oh no I was just gonna say I had one for you if you if you wanted a lampanelli quote hit us it's it's one of my favorite Lines from all the roasts of all time is uh, in the flavor flavor roast.
2: <laughs> is it the bit about the clock? No, no, no. Oh, it's okay. Bit.
3: When she's when she says, uh, says she says about flavor flavor, she says you look like Magic Johnson is supposed to look.
2: Oh shit! <laughs> she she also turns to him and says, "Dude, enough with the clock. You could take it off. You haven't had anywhere to be in thirteen years." Wow. <laughs> the.
1: Oh. The roast back then were ripping on each other, but in, I mean, like, like the, the Justin Bieber roast. I think the thing that turned me off on that one is I don't even know which, which comedian, uh, that came up and did it, but it was like, hey, Justin Bieber, you've been around since, you know, 2000 and whatever, and it's 2000 now. Wow. Life moves fast when you're a piece of shit. And it's like, there's so many just, like, they're taking the easy way out. Oh, yeah yeah it's not yeah, a that clever was, joke at all, yeah. yeah, there was nothing. I was just like, really, I'm like you you could there's so much you could uh, wrap around that. you mean work a little bit about it. work for your roast, you know, but then like you, a, like, you know like vanity. we've already
3: said a couple of times, you know um, and it, that's just that's just proof right there. it's like, there used to be more it was more of a respect thing now it's more of a we're gonna get this guy up here and just tear him a new asshole
2: Right, because that's what people tune in for right.
1: Like,
3: but uh but
1: yeah no it, so
3: greg, greg giraldo uh speaking of uh, lisa Lampinelli greg giraldo had another great line about uh and this is a, an example of being of making fun of somebody without you know just just being mean to them it's just a funny joke in general when he's talking about lisa Lampinelli he says um says he brings up the octomom and he's like you know lisa lampinelli has got something in common with the octomom She's never been pregnant, but she has had 80 fingers inside of her.
2: Oh, shit. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) See?
1: Yeah, uh, that's funny, but, I mean, I don't know. I just, I fall back on the the class of the then. That and the fact that everybody was pretty much shit-faced by the time the second commercial break went around. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And I enjoy like if you look at the highlights reels of the old ones i I do like them, but when I watched the whole thing, I found myself bored more often watching the old ones and with less laughs per minute. That yeah. doesn't mean I think that they were worse shows; I think they were better shows, but part of it is just like what we find funny changes over the years,
3: and I think a lot of it is is you know editing changes over the years
2: sure, oh yeah, yeah. totally. For sure. I and
3: mean, we're a lot more used to yeah. the rapid fire editing of today. Yeah. So
0: did any of you see the situations? <laughs> yeah. Did you watch that?
3: Yeah. Twice unfortunately. Wait, I don't I watched it when you posted it and then I watched the roast that had it in it, so yeah, I watched it twice.
0: I don't remember anybody bombing that bad on any. Yeah, of... that
3: that might because I mean like like talking about the editing, usually if somebody is really bad, they they just Like I said earlier, they only include like you know one or two of their jokes, if any. Some of them just don't even make the you know the final cut at all because they were just so bad. I mean, because people do bomb all the time, and I find it funny that they decided, you know what, screw the situation. This guy's this guy's done. Let's get him. Let's get his career over with. And then they went ahead and aired what he said. And man,
0: then they they used it as fodder for the rest of the show too.
3: Yeah, and
0: And Jeff Ross even tried to save him.
3: Just bad. I mean, and and the the thing is, you could tell that he didn't write those jokes. He just didn't know how he didn't know how to deliver them. They weren't great jokes, but they weren't bad. And he just completely destroyed the delivery, so they just had no chance. They were just DOA.
0: Well, and then when he tried to put in his own ad lib, it just got mean spirited and just dumb. Yeah. Well, if you haven't watched it,
1: yeah. No, I I haven't watched it because honestly, this when you were when you said this situation, I was concerned that something had gone wrong with the audio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the, I mean, I think that's one of the things is that the concept of a roast, I mean, you know, you back then it's saying something witty and biting about the person that you're roasting, and now it's just saying something crude and offensive. How can, you know...
3: I mean, they're, they're still somewhat witty. You know, I mean, well, I don't mean somewhat. I mean, they're still, like, witty and, and, and funny and everything, but it's just... Yeah, there's a there's there's an underlying mean spirit to him.
1: Yeah. So some questions here, uh, from the then and the now, put them all together. What is your
2: favorite roast?
0: Uh, from each from each era, or no, total? From
1: from
2: total. Uh, for me, it's got to be Johnny Carson. The no first question. One, the very first one.
0: Yeah, um, I'm going with Don Rickles, just because everybody was really really sinking their teeth in. Because that's what he was known for. And so it, to me, it had a lot more of an edge, but because of the time, it was still more subtle than the, any of the modern ones, for sure.
1: Pat?
3: I would probably honestly have to say, uh, the flavor, flavor roast. Even though I don't care about him, I think the jokes were just, I think those had the,
1: they had the funniest jokes throughout the whole episode.
0: Hmm. What about you, Mike?
1: Uh, for me, Probably the Sinatra one because it was like, I, I just think because it's taking place in Las Vegas and the situation going on around us, is like, are you, you, I, I just had this vision of everyone going, we get to roast who? <laughs> you know, and it's like, we get to say what to who? And there were, the Sinatra one had a great lineup. And that was also the one with, um, uh, Peter Falk showing up as, uh, Columbo. And that, that just did it for me. I think that may be my favorite right there. Now, with that, who do you think is the best roaster?
3: I'm going to go with with, uh, with Jeff Ross. From he's my favorite. Then and now? Yeah. He's my favorite roaster of all time. Hmm. I just think his stuff is – he may not have like the funniest lines of every single roast, but overall his jokes are the funniest consistently and just like from the moment he starts to the time he's done – from the moment the roast starts till the time he's done,
1: he's the best. Nice. What about you, Josh? Huh? Favorite roast star?
2: Uh, I'm going with Greg Gir- Giraldo. Just uh, his uh, stuff is consistently clever, Uh, has that nice, like Lampanelli stuff sometimes is just so mean, but it's funny anyway. And then you've got his stuff is mean, but there's also this cleverness to it where even if he was talking about an imaginary person, it would still be funny because the joke's well crafted.
0: Mm -hmm. Now we're talking then or now, right? Both. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going Rowan and Martin.
1: Oh, the pair.
0: Those two together just play off each other so well, and the stuff they say is just—I, <laughs> my jaw is on the floor.
1: Nice. Um, for me, uh, probably Dean, just because he is so—I don't say unpredictable, but it's just like I enjoy watching the slow descent into drunkenness on every episode. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> when—I mean, we're, we're at, there's usually a point in the middle of it where the wall comes down. <sighs> And he realizes that he has to say whatever you know. He's just going to say whatever the hell he wants to say. But uh, what about the best bit from the ones that you watched? Is bit any? any, I mean, I already, I already gave tip to mine because I the Columbo one. I think is possibly my favorite out of all of them. But what about you guys? Uh, Foster Brooks as
3: Bob Hope's pilot (laughs) was pretty funny.
2: I'm Foster Brooks as well, but it was Hubert Humphrey's former campaign advisor.
0: You know, I I love all the Foster's Brook but just Brooks ones. But just to be to give us a little bit more flavor, I I really enjoyed Art Carney coming out and doing his uh, Ed Norton bit at that, the Jackie yeah. Gleason. Ropes. <laughs> that he,
1: was fantastic. How they both fell right back into the,
3: the suit. <laughs> He's just up there for like a good thirty seconds. <laughs> She's doing, <it>. and <laughs> finally Jackie Gleason gets some stuff. Oh yeah
1: sh- cut it! Off. Yeah, they was slapping great. him around. Yep. Yeah. Also, you know, just tossing in a second, a second. Dom DeLuise jumped in there and did a lot of great character bits, also. But so, but uh, last question: you're you've got one DVD set you can have on the roast. Is it the now or is it the then?
3: I think you got to go. Uh, the, the the thing The thing about looking at it now, obviously, looking at the the Dean Martin roast now, all those people majority of them are like you know now at this point legends and i'm not saying like in the future um you know anthony jeselnik is going to be a legend but you know we don't have the luxury of 50 years time looking back on these and seeing who has become you know who is revered now and who isn't you know so i mean maybe in 50 years time these roasts will be seen on the same level but until that point you got to go with the other with the older ones with the dean martin roasts because those guys are the you know a lot of those guys are the mount rushmore or the hall of fame you know of of comedy yeah so you kind of got to go with in my in my opinion you got to go with the dean martin roast just because star power alone
0: i'm going then all the way as much as i liked some of the bits from now i the then ones i just i felt good and enjoyed watching and smiled the whole time the now ones i just kind of tuned out a lot of it cuz it was just so it was just hard to watch sometimes, to be honest.
3: I th- I think that now is actually funnier, but the then is just. I mean, it, you get the opportunity to just watch all these
1: legends. So,
2: I I agree with Pat one hundred percent.
1: Well, I, and yeah, I'm afraid all four of us are going to have to go on this because it's like <laughs> you have you have these legends of comedy and these legends of old school Vegas and Hollywood, all of them sitting on the same stage together riffing off each other and you know like you said pat you know we're not going to know you know maybe you know in another 50 years lisa Lampinelli is going to be known as some comedic genius but uh well i'm just (laughs) saying there's in some there might be i uh
2: for some people she already is i mean she's been doing insult comedy for a long time i personally don't like her stuff it's a little too just being edgy for the sake of being edgy Mm. but uh she's very popular. Cool.
1: So, let's see we got a uh, end thought somebody posted up here. So Jeff Ross stated, you don't want to be a bully. He says you don't want to pick on people that aren't up for it. You want everyone to leave the show going that was so much fun I wish I had been roasted. To me that's the key. Is to have everybody think of it as a party and not a competitive or mean you want everyone to feel like they're Frank Sinatra surrounded by the Rat Pack, and you don't want them to feel like a deer about to get shot. That's and I it think up. I think
3: he does that perfectly.
1: Yeah, I, I have to. I agree with you on that. I really think he does. You know, he just uh, needs to convince us, the other people about it. So
2: we'd be remiss if we didn't at least mention the roast me subreddit. Oh, oh, a few yeah, guys yeah. where uh, Redditors put up their picture and, like, invite all commenters to just take their best shots. So oh. here's a
1: question out to our listeners. Should we post oh. a picture of the four of us and say roast us?
2: <laughs>
0: Fuck
1: no.
2: that. Nope. I don't care what the listeners say. It's not <laughs> happening for me. Nope. I'm out.
1: They can roast me. Fuck, I don't care. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think I could pretty much do that. Which one of the four should roast, get go on roast me or uh, roast me? It's going to be it. me. I that's a good one. See if we can start a poll. Yeah.
0: I've already got one.
1: I tried to ask. Yeah. I had a poll. And I, don't I asked care. It something, I'll put, but don't, it didn't answer because it was just a stick. Nobody can beat me <laughs> like I can, so I don't give a shit. All right. Yeah. And that's, and that's like I said, that's the genius of the um, ha- David Hasselhoff one. Yep. When you step into it and you're like, nobody can screw with me better than I can screw with me, so you guys are <laughs> at a disadvantage from the very beginning. So. <laughs>
2: All right. So, so John, what do we have on tap next week?
1: Yeah, next week we have Adventures in Babysitting. Excellent. We're gonna sit on some babies. Apparently they remade it <laughs> in the last year.
2: <laughs> yeah, just, just like in
1: June. Why did that make you laugh? <laughs> <laughs> Made me think of shell Silverstein. <laughs> oh jeez. Nice. So yeah, Adventures maybe they apparently was it Nickelodeon remade it? Yep. Yep. So um we're gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and say it's a piece of trash ahead of time. Um, but, <laughs> well, as long as your mind is open <laughs> yeah but I'm going to keep an open mind <laughs> if, uh, but
2: if you want to give us your show ideas or if you had a favorite moment from the roast that you think uh, we were remiss in not mentioning you can always give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP that's 708-669-9727
1: that is right and if you want to check out our older stuff iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, and TalkShoe
2: and as always, you can reach out to us on Twitter at 40Go14 or shoot us an email at 40Go14 at com,
1: Or you can call us at Josh's cell phone number, which is. <laughs> oh, you can't. <laughs> can't do that. I'm really glad that they actually, you know, the suggestion was to do a show about roasting people and not just us roasting each other. Because yeah. I can't even imagine how down the rabbit hole that would go. Pat That's Danville. a bad idea. <laughs> I'd be all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, you guys have a good night, and we'll talk to you next week.
0: Boom, roast it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Let's let's do the the trivia. Get some trivia.
3: Huh? oh son of a bitch i've been talking <laughs> with my mic off
0: he's <laughs> uh, 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 like yeah let's read some trivia <laughs> okay round two name something that's not boring
3: a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh
0: oh sorry we were looking for chumba casino